You're listening to The Wandernaut Show. Get your corporate jargon dictionary at the ready, because here, we're all about buzzwords. Hi, everybody. It's David Rodriguez sitting in for Alex Wandernaut, who is wandering around on vacation in some exotic place in the world. I'm continuing Alex's quest for buzzwords, and today we may just have the business world's most popular, innovation. It's hard to imagine something more important in today's world than being a great innovator, so no wonder it's used so frequently. And you're in for a treat, because here to talk about that is a very special guest. I have Marriott's very own Matthew von Erfelda, who is the executive in charge of the ISI department, which stands for Insight, Strategy, and Innovation. You could say he's our innovation guru. Matthew, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, David. I feel like I've finally arrived now that I can check the Wandernot show off my bucket list. Well, Alex, if you're listening wherever you are, I hope that brings a smile. Matthew, before we dig into innovation, tell us something about you. Did, did you always want to end up in a big company? Actually, like a lot of things in life, landing at Merit International was completely unplanned. Originally, I wanted to become a chef, went to culinary school, and worked at several restaurants in France. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, well, it was a lot less glamorous than it sounds. <laughs> I did everything from washing dishes and mopping floors, kneading bread, even scaling fish. Now, of course, always in some of Paris's best restaurants. Then, after graduating from college, I returned to my birthplace, Hong Kong. And it's there that I work for a small boutique restaurant management company called Elite Concepts. It's a really cool job. We created some of the neatest restaurants and bars across Asia in places like Jakarta, Bangkok, Manila. Wow. Yeah, well, after a few years, I decided it was time to take some time to myself and do something that I had always wanted to do, which was to study Mandarin, Chinese, and Taipei. And it was after that that I ultimately joined Marriott in food and beverage. And then years later, when the company had efforts underway to rewire its corporate center for greater agility, I found myself in all places, innovation. Now, it might surprise you, but the work is actually really similar. Innovating and running restaurants are both about creating experiences that ultimately customers want. So you were well-versed in the nature of uh, business and of innovation. It was just a change in the scale of operation by about a million percent. No pressure for a man like you, though, who's used to scaling and running mountains. And of course, starring on the show Survivor, what was that experience like? And did it have any lasting effect on you in some way? Ah, Survivor. <laughs> now, let me tell you that that was an experience. I can remember watching the first episode of the first season and thinking, I will not watch the show again until I'm on it. <laughs> I was someone who loved jungle trekking in places like Papua New Guinea, Sarawak, and Panama, and watching that show just spiked my curiosity. I had to get on. After running a gauntlet of interviews against all odds, I was selected for the sixth season at Survivor Amazon. I was just like, wow. <laughs> I never thought I would get selected, much less ultimately make it to the final two. Survivor Amazon. Survivor Amazon, deep in the jungles of Brazil. Wow. Now the experience getting there, David, was really, really tough. Uh, it started out, it was men versus women. The first game of its history Wow. like this um, in Survivor. And our tribe called Tambaki, which I think stands for a fish, was made up of all men, of course, who couldn't work 
together. <laughs> Teamwork was virtually impossible. I think it was basically too many egos. And the women who were smarter, more focused, more team oriented, they beat us in every single challenge. That is hysterical. That's uh, very reflective of business itself, isn't it? Sure is. It, it doesn't matter how strong or brilliant individuals might be, they're always going to struggle against a team that, that really pulls together. No, that's the truth. Um, and when you come up against these challenges, you really need to be a team. Um, and these challenges were tough. They were wild. They were creatively designed. And they were really, really challenging. So, for instance, we competed in mud pits attached to giant rubber bands. <laughs> we ran on top of rolling barrels. We fished for piranha. We even had blowgun contest. Now, all of this is happening, David, in the unbelievable heat and humidity of the Amazon jungle. Yeah. Wow. And throughout the whole show, we were hot. We were dirty. And we sort of had to survive on our own. We had to build our own shelter. And of course, none of us were architects. So you can imagine what that shelter was like. It leaked like a sieve. Rain came right through, huh? <laughs> Every night, I think for 39 days, I didn't sleep for more than a few minutes at a time. And then, of course, you got to think about, you know, the flora and fauna that you're surrounded by. So we had ants, tarantula, snakes, oh, crocodiles, that, that would have jaguars. Had me out of there. Yeah. You got it. And, <laughs> and I had to constantly remind myself and my tribe mates that the jungle is not a petting zoo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was really amazing. Um, now, you asked about lasting effects. Yeah. Well, I'd say what I really learned on the show, and this is a question that's asked a lot, is that ultimately the value of working really hard. Um, and really never giving up, despite the obstacles which always at first seem impossible to overcome. And I think the word that really comes to mind as being the most important is the word adaptability. Every day was a new day. Every day had new twists, new turns, new challenges. And to really survive, you had to keep your game on all the time. You know, you had to adapt to these new personalities, new players, new conditions, new di dynamics. And if you couldn't adapt, Really, you couldn't advance, yeah. couldn't survive. It was pretty simple. Yeah, it, it sounds incredible. And I think in my next life, I want to be you. I, I could talk to you, you about that all day, but we really should get on to our topic. Can, can you tell us what innovation is and why is it getting all this attention these days? Sure. I think innovation as a word and discipline is so viral and popular because it's fundamentally about driving change, embracing new thinking, really trying new stuff experimenting um, and really advancing forward. It's about relevance and answering the question, if you're a company, a brand, a product or service, do you really matter? Do consumers care? Now, everyone wants to matter. And in the business world, it's key to survival. So you're saying that in order to stay relevant and, and ensure customers still care, we need to keep changing and trying new stuff. You got it, absolutely. And there's so much change underway, David. Cultural change, generational change, technological change, except now it's happening faster than ever. And all of these great ideas, as we know, they come from collaboration, they come from connections, diverse perspectives and access to information. Now everything is at our fingertips instantly. We can find and exchange information and ideas more rapidly and more widely than ever before. We can intersect these new ideas and perspectives and create really cool stuff. It's these new combinations as new solutions to new problems that get us so excited. And technology, as we know, is just accelerating everything. It's driving even greater creativity, more innovative thinking, more competition, 
and no one ultimately wants to be left behind. Yeah, for sure. Th this show is a perfect example of that. 20, 20 years ago, we might have sent this as a memo that nobody would read. Now, thanks to technology, we've got this great piece of media that you can listen to if and when you want. Can, can you talk about one or two of the most interesting innovation projects your team has worked on? Sure. Well, as you know, we've got a lot of really cool stuff cooking. Uh, sorry again, you know, I can't deny my culinary DNA. Right. Um, one project, though, that I'm particularly proud of is the work we have underway at the Charlotte Marriott City Center. Now, Marriott International bought the hotel. This is not something that we do very often. And to me personally, it's a powerful demonstration of the company's commitment to change and innovation. So now we're renovating this hotel on an extremely tight budget. We're building in exciting new thinking and innovations like keyless check-in, cool secret hole-in-the-wall pop-up restaurants, a coffee collab for startups in the creative set, as well as a new fitness club with cutting-edge equipment and digital trainers. We're also doing some really neat, exciting stuff in human resources. We're building fun, creative associate spaces, new wellness programs, even looking at how we can build innovation into the training yeah, curriculum. Yeah, my team is really jazzed about the work they're doing with your team. Yeah, it's been very, very exciting. And what I love most about it is all of these teams collaborating together, it makes Charlotte more than just a hotel. It really is a set of unique experiences that show how Marriott and Marriott hotels are really pushing the envelope and experimenting embracing change and ultimately innovating in, I think, exciting, transformative new ways. So in a way, the Charlotte Marriott is going to be both a, a perfect example of what we're trying to achieve and also the perfect environment to try and achieve it and spread the message. You got it. It's both. It's what we want to do and how we want to do it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you've done a great job helping to make innovation a part of uh, everybody's day job here at Marriott, and, and that's not going unnoticed. In Marriott HR's global online community platform, which we call The Thread, Andrew Smith uh, posted the following, and, and I'll read what he posted. I think highlighting innovation in the continents would be awesome, from pop-up food and beverage experiments to a reinvention of the honor bar to properties taking the initiative to create Khan Academy-type classes for each other. There's a lot that our teams in continent are doing to drive uh, innovation. Now, Matthew, a lot of that cool innovation stuff in the continents, um, the way we refer to Marriott's various operating regions around the world, it was made possible by your team's support and hands-on coaching. And, and I guess what Andrew wants to know in his post here is, um, and in fact, can you talk about some of this work and how excited people are to be in the creative process? Well, one, many thanks to Andrew um, for calling this out. And uh, firstly, I'd just like to say that I'm very, very fortunate to have a great team working with me. Um, they really are some of the most creative, smart, hardworking people in the company, and they churn out great work. They have really high standards, and I'm, I'm just so lucky to have them. We love working with the continents and figuring out how to cascade and activate innovation, how to get the associates who are in direct contact with guests who are on the front lines activated and thinking innovatively. I mentioned Charlotte already, um, a great example, again, of plugging innovation into an operating hotel, creating a live innovation lab of sorts. Now, we've done a lot of training on innovation in the field, things like how to brainstorm, how to collaborate, how to prototype and storytell. We just want everyone to know that they have permission to innovate 
that as Arnie Sorensen has suggested, that it's a shared charge and that everyone should participate. So you you don't want to restrict innovation to your team. You guys are just heading up the charge. That's correct. Yeah. We're really partnered with operations leadership across the world. Our goal really to message our innovation blueprint, basically a strategy that we've created alongside other discipline leaders that's designed to unlock innovation potential across the organization. Areas like innovation competencies, value creation, and associate engagement and communication. Another great example is some of the work we've done in Asia Pacific, where we collaborated with the team to create a concept called Goji Kitchen, which is really a pop-up restaurant within a restaurant that allows someone to change its identity on demand. It's a great example of a disruptive concept to the traditional hotel three-meal format. We've also recently collaborated with the Ritz-Carlton to create a proprietary app for in-room dining. Start to finish, only two months amazing speed and impact, and there's a lot more. Yeah, the the reach of the work is just amazing. And in essence, so we have a good idea, we give it a try and see if it works. Yeah, and that's the nature of innovating, David. Get in there, mix things up, see if it works. Like with the recently launched Meetings Imagine program designed to drive purpose-driven, more experiential meetings across our full-service hotels globally. That's another great example of a program that went through this process. We also really utilize and engage our associates for all of these projects, both at MIHQ, Marriott International Corporate Headquarters, as well as within the continents. Our goal being to constantly and routinely pull in their ideas and perspectives. When we can use their input to originate new ideas, we then can build that input to evolve working prototypes that ultimately can be better operationalized in our hotels. Now that is so critical um, that we again, take that input and apply it so that um, our our work actually um, can be realized. And their passion, David, for this type of work, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, it will take your breath away. When you engage our associates with the right innovation tools and the right process, you can see a very exciting, promising future, not only for our associates, but also for our company and the world. Yeah, I see the passion and it's simply fabulous. Now, uh, a lot of people may think innovation is all glamour and uh, risk-taking and bravado, but I know you pride yourself on the self-disciplined and cost-efficient way you bring this all to life, as you described in, in Charlotte. I, I know it takes patience, perseverance, and, and a vision of what could be, I guess, in the future. And I think your story uh, of your very first marathon in Hong Kong says a lot about how starting your journey, no matter how tough initially, can open up doors you never even imagined existed. Tell our Wonder Not audience about that first marathon for you, and uh, is it right that you did it on a lark? Well, David, it is a great story. It was uh, certainly my first marathon, uh, and irresponsibly, I never trained. Um, certainly not the smartest move. And I really just showed up together with some friends who were equally poorly prepared. It was the Hong Kong New Airport Marathon, and it took us nearly seven hours to finish. Sounds like an episode for like the Hangover movie series. Uh, it <laughs> was unbelievable. I remember the airplane runways, they stretched to infinity. And I was literally in tears. I was inching my way forward, ultimately waddling across <laughs> the finish line, absolutely dead last. But you made it. Made it. Um, and when my friends and I finished, 
Unfortunately, there were no crowds, no one to welcome us. Everyone was gone. There was this old torn box full of trash and a few stray t-shirts. Of course, they were all too small for us. Of course. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I never forgot that first marathon. I mean, it really did prove to me that I could break personal boundaries, overcome that overused word, can't. And uh, years later, um, I took up marathon running again. I felt the need to challenge myself, push boundaries, stretch, and marathons like innovation um, have for me become annual challenges to sort of overcome. Um, so in 2011, again, memories of that first uh, marathon tucked way in the back of my mind, I tried something crazy. It was a marathon and an ultra marathon in Antarctica. Of course, because sometimes just running 26.2 miles in normal conditions just isn't challenging enough, huh? I know, right? <laughs> uh, like Survivor, I never thought I would finish either, but like Survivor, somehow managed to. Um, and, and that was really 90 miles of running in two days. I mean, it took me 20 hours. That was 10 hours longer than the next slowest runner that Holy day. But, you know, ultimately finished. And, and since then, again, breaking through barriers, I've taken up something we call endurance racing, where we run typically 150 miles over the course of six days. And I've had the good fortune of running these races in places like the Amazon, Sahara, and Madagascar. And I'm tired just listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's really interesting. You know, I think back, if I had not done that first marathon in Hong Kong, despite how unprepared I was, I would really never have known what I was capable of. Never tried all of these other wacky adventures and races from Survivor to Antarctica that came up later. So what's the message that come out of all these experiences? I think the message is pretty simple. Never say never. It's amazing what, what we can all do if we put our hearts and minds to it. And the new experiences that ultimately you will open up to yourself and others as a result. Well, that story says it all. You, you never know really what you're capable of until you try. And you never know what great innovation awaits you if you don't persevere through the early disappointments. As Thomas Edison once said about inventing the light bulb, I, I haven't failed. I just found 10,000 ways that won't work. So thank you, Matthew, for today. And for all you do at Marriott, you are clearly one of the many shining lights that keep Marriott at the top of the field. Well, David, you're way too kind. I've enjoyed myself here. Thanks again for all of the challenges and opportunities. Great to have you. And well, that's all for now. The Wander Not Show will be back in the very capable hands of Alex next time where I am sure he'll have amazing tales of innovation from his vacation. I'm David Rodriguez and thanks for joining us.